Are we ready? Yeah, let's do this. My name's Kaylian Babcock. I'm CC Hyde. And we're sitting down having our first proto podcast. Uh, yet to be, name, name yet to be determined. Right. I, I think I, at one point I was like, uh, we were here one evening, you and I were fairly <laughs> lubricated. I was like, <laughs> right, we should call yeah. it like, on, off the back of the napkin or something, right out of the back pocket. Or, <laughs> something, right. It seemed a good idea at the time. Like, we'll, come up with something. we'll come up with something, guys. Yeah, beer, woo, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's hard to be unique nowadays, but, you know, trying to cut through the noise of so much stuff out there, right? It's way, well, you know, that's part of the deal, though. It's, you know, okay, so I'll tell you, like, from my uh, experience here just at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we should mention we're recording from oh. the, the, the lovely establishment of CC's. Uh, yeah, Bistro New Orleans. Yeah. Um. Plug away, right? Hmm? P- plug away, right? Oh, yeah, right. Plug away. Bistro New Orleans, Kito in Osaka. Yes. It's a very fine establishment. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And when people look at my menu, a lot of people like looking through the menu. In many, t- in many cases, they'll order the same thing anyway. But they always want to look through the menu. And invariably, somebody will say, you have so many choices. Not like the diners back home. Sure. you know, the diners back, especially in New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Those pages, you can get 60 pages worth of food. I want to know where they put it all. Right, right. It's like Jack in the Box. I'm like, Jack in the Box is a box, and they have 800 items. Of, not really. But, but, you know, people talk about now, going back to what we what you said earlier about they have all these choices and they have all this stuff and, 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 and all of this information. And, you know, you say, well, I have too much information. Yeah, it does. You got to winnow through it, and it encourages laziness. It, well, that it does. I, all right, I say encourages. I'm going to throw my hands up and go back to my previous right. whatever. I'm going to be a troglodyte. Yeah. And, right, get yeah. off the internet. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I appreciate it. It's hard, right? It's 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 not fun. I think people. I mean, again, and maybe this is my from my formal training and and experience as an English teacher. But you just learn to winnow faster. Winnow faster, yeah. Right? You yeah, know, yeah. like, okay. That's true. You know, thinking, right? People say, well, I, 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 I go through my Facebook feeds and, you know, and I get upset and I get this and I get that. And, you know, in terms of growth, I think that you get better at it. I mean, you know, if, if you're not getting any better at it, Ignoring things and, 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 and saying that you don't care. Oh, I don't, I, this is too much information. I'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Then you're not making a conscious effort. You're still trying to engage every post. Yeah. And I think that, like, one of the things that, you know, I, we live in an interesting time because you and I both grew up in a time before the internet, right? Right. I remember seeing, yeah. in college, my end of my first year in college, and seeing the first webpage and thinking, I'll never catch on. Not, I didn't think I would never catch on, but I, yeah. I thought it was a bit gimmicky. I had yeah. experienced a year of the internet before the web, right? Mm-hmm. When it was all email and text-based stuff, right? Right. And uh, strangely enough, there was a lot of popular internet services that were, for some reason, named after uh, characters from Archie Comics. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but we grew up in a time where um, everything was newspapers and magazines and TV, yes. right? Right. And there was you could you can argue that maybe because of that, people were maybe more potentially controlled by mainstream media because everybody or mainstream media, everybody yeah. everybody now calls it MSM mainstream media, yeah. and and they they you know they say well. It's broken and it's it's just basically run by whatever group I currently don't like. And, right. And there may be certain justification that it's been spoiled by the 24-hour news cycle and it's been spoiled by uh, uh, sponsors wanting to uh, push for numbers, right? Right. And then the internet has further 
refine that by saying, well, you know what, we're going to be, we're going to take your profile of interests and we're going to make sure that we funnel only those things that you're actually interested in into your feed, which sounds like a good <laughs> deal for helping you kind of like mm -hmm. uh, separate the, 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 right. the sound from the noise, like the actual good stuff from just the random background stuff. Like nobody likes random ads. So we'll only show you the ads you like, right? right? Which maybe. is the, the intention, and and uh, you know Google and Facebook made their made their money off of that. Yeah. But the problem we've gotten to now is, is that you only see the stuff that you agree with, right? Right. And now you're screwed. And the reason why you're screwed is because now all, all of a sudden the world completely magically supports everything you believe in. <laughs> exactly. Well, that is, and unfortunately. Kids get that early on, as mm -hmm. soon as they become net savvy. Sure. I'm not going to say not open to the net because they haven't been on. They have to be on long enough for, for at least these services to, to figure out what they want. Right. And, I mean, I, I get it if you're selling stuff. Um, but... And going back to what we mentioned before we even started the show today, mm -hmm. that whole anti-intellectualism, which is based on, okay, well, here's a, here's one side, here's another side, here's the, uh, the argument in the middle, mm -hmm. and 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 it, 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 here's how you make up your mind. Um, Mike Rowe he used to do dirty jobs. Yeah. Right, and he said. It doesn't make a difference which party you're part of. What you're supposed to do is think about how you really feel about these things. Think about how it's going to affect everything and, then, and make an informed choice. Yeah, absolutely. He says, right, I see people now and I'm like, this is not, we're not rooting for our sports teams. I'm a died in a Wolf Saints fan, right? I have been since I was old enough to know, I guess six, seven years old. And, you know, the only time I'm never going to root for the Saints is if they leave New Orleans. And then I'll hate them. And it'll all be irrational. But it doesn't matter because it's a sport. It's, it's something that I can feel good about because it might represent my city. But ultimately, they don't make choices that influence your life. A lot. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. I might have like, a hangover. The Saints, right, yeah. the Saints don't sit there and say... Um, by the way, we're defunding your school. And, and, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Whether or not we win the next game determines whether or not we're going right. to license that pipeline. Right. I might be a little depressed on Monday, maybe a little hungover, but I'm not. Right. We're, game, we're gamifying everything. Yes. In a way. And, and it kind of goes back to, um, I think, um, like, the form of government you have represents how power reflects how power is being distributed. In other words, back in the day, we had kings and, and lords and, and, right. and knights because a trained knight on horseback with suit armor was a devastating weapon. Right. And then we invented the crossbow. <laughs> right. And suddenly, power became a lot more democratic. <laughs> and, and it went on from there. So basically, yeah. forms of government have evolved to reflect the fact right. that if everybody can own a gun, you right. better listen to what they say because they could be... I'm right. going to shoot you the next day. If they don't <laughs> right. like it. Yeah. And so, um, and now we've got the internet where, uh, I don't know, it's it's uh, uh, too much information. Mm -hmm. At the same time, being able to discover that even though you might be the one weird guy in your neighborhood, mm -hmm. there's a thousand people out there that have formed a website right. that all share your particular right. foible or fetish. And all of a sudden you feel validated. Yeah. And it's created this tribalism, which is kind of, I think, human yeah. nature's natural state. Mm -hmm. But instead of your local tribe where you actually have to work with people in your neighborhood, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whether you like them or not, they are your, right. they are your community, um, you form this virtual community, which is comforting, but at the same time abstract. Yeah. So geography breaks down, which can be seen as a good thing, but at the same time, I think right. that it's creating the snowball effect, and that's why we're getting like this kind of polarization and extremism yeah. that we have nowadays. Because I see people that have, they're like, well, you know, I'm a Republican, well, I'm a Democrat, well, I'm... De 
And I'm like, well, you're not on it. I mean, okay. Strictly speaking, yes, you're on a team. Sure. However, it's more of an, uh, an alliance, so to speak, in, in that you're like, okay, well, I, I, I lean this way. But no one's open to any sort of real discourse. I mean, I listen to people and they say, well, Cece, you know, you think I'm... And quite frankly, my family, my polit- the political part of my family, has always been democratic. My brother and I are registered as independents. Um, I never felt as if... And have I voted democratic? Mostly. Almost always. Um, I would imagine maybe if I would have... Uh, I don't know. If I was old enough, maybe I would have voted for Nixon. Well, that was a mistake, but you know, right. But uh, Hey, you know, give Nixon some credit. He was the one who tried to pioneer socialized medicine in the United right. States. Right. People don't know that the, the Obamacare, as we like to disparagingly right. call it nowadays, right. was originally Nixon care. <laughs> and yeah. he uh, did that with um, uh, Kennedy. Well, not, not, of course not JFK, but is it who oh. was the guy that was the senator for forever and ever? Was it Robert? Uh, uh, Teddy. Ted Kennedy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, my bad. I'm bad. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But Ted Kennedy, and he co-authored that. Yeah. They were going to do it together. Yeah. Because, because Nixon was trying, he was the one that privatized health care. Right. Turned into a total disaster. Disaster. And yeah. tried to pull it back. Yeah. And it was the, the these now empowered uh, health care lobbies came in. <laughs> basically bought out the Democratic Party at the time yeah. to make sure that they he did not push through his health care plan. Right. So it's ironic, you know, the parties, you know, that's the thing, problem with party labels too, is, is it, it goes back and forth. Yeah. You know, it was funny, I saw a Facebook meme where they're talking about the 1956 Republican platform, and I was like, wow, apparently, oh, you saw that, right? yeah. in 1956, <laughs> I guess I was a Republican, because right. they were like, woo, so we probably were. voted for Eisenhower. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was, Eisenhower was one of the people that warned us against what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Demagogues. And yeah. he's like, I, I think that he ran for president and I think he pretty much served as, he said, okay, I, the reason why he was in the military is he sees, saw, and, and, and like some people, rather than just the short-sightedness that we mentioned before we started the show, but that some people have, this, this, Okay, so what benefits the community as a whole? Whether that community be uh, a neighborhood, um, uh, um, a uh, uh, a county, a state, a nation. Right. You know, I mean, the whole idea behind public education is that so we don't have a bunch of dummies. Right. And, you know, people are like, well, we need to train people more. For I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I think that... Uh, that there are people who want to serve as as and, and are and, and can be good at certain forms of, 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 of labor. Like, you know, we need artisans that do solid work. You know, sure. yeah, I'm a welder, but, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily just an art welder. I'm a welder and I can help build ships. Absolutely. Um, I mean, well, they said we, we kind of have, uh, with the huge push for everybody to get a college education, we, we gutted the trades. Uh, yeah, but I think that we can still teach critical thinking even among people who have trades we, we oh yeah of, oh no i'm, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. maybe i i but i think i think you're right I think, I think that but i think you're right i think that the the fundamental problem we're facing now is we've vilified education yeah we've vilified teachers which is a whole separate problem but the uh we haven't solved anything Right. We said, you know what? We all agree we hate bad. those guys. They're all we bad. We like finger pointing. Yeah, we like finger pointing. <laughs> I, I do have a theory that there's the underlying motive may stem from the idea of we hate other people judging our parenting uh, technique. Yeah. And the idea of giving somebody your child for eight hours a day and them coming back and saying, well, that's not what Mrs. So-and-so told me. Or right. um, getting a letter saying, I really want to talk to you about your, your problems at home kind yeah. of thing. So, like, I... I I kind of felt that 
this was reinforced recently right. when somebody said, I took my kids to see their grandma, and all of a sudden I felt like I was put on display. Right. Going, this is how you're raising your kids. And now if you pay somebody to do that, I, I do think that there's a, always going to be an underlying pushback against <laughs> teachers because they're taking care of your kids. Right, right. Well, I mean, I mean, there is a spike in, 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 in um, homeschooling. But I'm sorry. Get back to what you were saying, though. I'm sorry oh, about the oh no the uh, the, the having the sta- the common standard. I'm not saying right. common core. Not oh, a thing. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. having a basic fundamental right. saying a, a fundamental guarantee of education, which is for the benefit of society. I right. mean, the thing is, is well, anybody that can train. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that those things are valuable, but um, there need to be more avenues, right? Yeah. And I think that a philosophy course can work for a welder as it can for a philosophy major. Or how about, and on the flip side, basic economics. They say one right. of the biggest problems that people have is that if you taught a, a basic, you know, not even economics, but like home economics kind of right. thing, finances to, to a high school student, they would never go out and get a credit card and they'd never go out and get a student loan. <laughs> yeah, right. but, um, yeah. but, yeah, there well, is, there's, I, I mean... Not to get too like uh, basic here, but like okay, say like if you look at it like the common, I think that the conservatives seem to complain that liberals are too ivory tower, too uh, abstract, and saying you need to learn philosophy because philosophy is good for you, right? Right. But then you got the other people who say business. I'm sorry, education should be run as a business, Ooh. and your children's brain is a product. I don't know how that works, <laughs> yeah, and right. but. Um, I think, that, and we should eliminate the arts because the arts aren't really practical for the economy. And it's, I think both, both is, is I mean, philosophy is not bad. Right. So just throwing it out as it's not useful is, is right. silly. But I mean, actually, matter of fact, that's a current problem we're facing in Japan. They're talking about, yeah. like, they're, the, the national government's like saying, get rid of your arts and humanities programs. Ironically, not noticing that to become a politician, you're essentially entering <laughs> into the humanities yes. as a full-time career. Yeah. Anyway, but Agreed. it's, there is, you got, a kid doesn't know what they want to be yeah. from the get-go. Right. So for one, you want to expose them to these things. For two, it makes them a well-rounded individual. Right. You don't know what is going to be the trigger that is going right. to really set them on the path to something that makes them happy or successful right. or great. I mean, it may be that, uh, you know, you say, I want my kid to follow in my footsteps and be right. whatever, a, a carpenter or, or, or you know, right. going to a trade. And... He ends up saying, you know, thank God I took that philosophy course because it, it made me a great businessman. You don't know what's going to be right. that, that something that catalyzes that thought in his head that makes him a success. You know, most of the, uh, uh, a lot of the people who do like strict pre-law programs in college um, generally had problems in law school. Whereas the people who majored in uh, language and literature or philosophy were the best in law school. Particularly understanding cases and understanding, you know, where things are coming from. And, I mean, studying the humanities, or to call it that because it makes us human, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we can see all sides of humanity. And I think that trying to eliminate that is turning people into drones, which is fine for big corporations because... They don't want people thinking. They want people buying their products without thinking about it. And oh, and also, you know, making them interchangeable components. And like, as they try to eliminate any kind of like security for employment. Yeah. They. That, I mean, I like to pick on Uber as a good example of uh, this philosophy of uh, you've got everybody's an independent contractor. The corporation holds no obligation towards you. Right. But you supply, for example, you have to supply the vehicle and your time and your product and so on. And and the success of your job is based on the whims of the customer saying... Well, he didn't give me water when I got in the car, so I'm giving right, him yeah, one yeah, star yeah, rating. Yeah. I mean, they 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 rate yeah. you on a one to five star system, and they're you know 
company, I'm saying this is, I'm not, like I said, again, Uber as, a, as an example, but, right. you know, this is becoming like a thing where, uh, say like, um, you're, you're Walmart and you fight against your employees unionizing, but at the same time you put a poster saying, hey, times are tough for some of the employees, so <laughs> why don't you, like, why don't we do a can drive so you can share food with other people that work at Walmart? <laughs> and it's like, going, right. when did this become normal? Um, what were we talking about? I lost my track of thought. Well, that's a good thing. Right. We were probably getting way too deep in the weeds anyway. Oh, we're talking about education. Well, right. And I think, well, I mean, being a, an educator, I mean, you know, just because I'm not doing it full time anymore, I, I don't necessarily say that I'm not, but I mean, I, I, like I said, I. I see now, nowadays, you don't seem part wisdom, right? You're right. <laughs> yeah. But even here, this 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 memorization and and, and, and road stuff and some of that stuff is necessary because you have to train your mind. Sure. But at the same time, well, people don't make decisions. Even now, with with what we have with religion and and it's all of it is mindless. It's like, well, just just do this and you can get this. You know, we see oh, yeah. that here in Japan. It, well, like, a matter of fact, I mean, that's the the irony is that the original. Uh, Martin Luther's original complaint about Catholicism was the, how dogmatic it was. Right. If you follow all the proper steps, you will go to heaven. If you don't follow the steps, <laughs> even if you were a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. And um, I, I, you know, but again, the people who are on top of this pyramid, so to speak, mm -hmm. Multi, multi-level uh, multi governmental <laughs> structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But having other people being able to think for themselves makes them have to perform. Sure. And so rather than that, they, they would embrace their ultimate laziness and say, well, let me just cut off. You know, they're not necessarily concerned with community. They'll tell you they are. People always say the quote-unquote right things. Right. I mean, because Donald Trump said the right things to get him elected, but they're not the right things. Well, ironically, <laughs> yeah. ironically, it's like over the last 20, 30 years, the Republican Party uh, has mastered the art of the soundbite. And they, they, they figured out that if we chop the information up into easily digestible, quotable bits, mm -hmm. we can get a lot of people on board. The I was surprised to discover that uh, abortion originally was not part of the Republican platform, like the anti, like the pro-life anti-abortion right. movement. It was a, a planned decision on their part. And at this point in time, and I think this is like in the 60s, the, the maybe 60s, 70s, the evangelical uh, Christians in America had largely divorced themselves from politics. And the Republicans were like going, well, here's an untapped right. base. Let's get them on abortion. And the initial reaction of the evangelical ministers was, I thought that was a Catholic thing. <laughs> like, we're, we don't really care about this. Right. And they literally commissioned movies be made that they could take around to these ministers and show them and convince them that they needed to get on board with the Republican Party to stop abortion. <laughs> they s literally sold them on it. And nowadays, of course, people think this is a platform. Yeah. But what I find ironic about this okay so like i said my, my whole point here being to say that trump is the ultimate expression of what the republicans inadvertently created <laughs> right. which was marketing people on easily easily digested right. sound bites and trump you know he when he does his rallies he riffs you know he riffs on these things he, he doesn't he, he has actually you know come out and said god i don't even remember half the stuff i said and I'm paraphrasing, but the point being, he's like, "Oh, I promised I wasn't gonna let jobs out of Indiana. Crap! I better get on that." Yeah, right. And he realizes that as president-elect, he now has some power to do that, which is okay. That's the whole point. But the thing is, is that um, uh, the Republican Party cre helped to create this monster. And, and, and I want to say that you know, the the Democratic Party, the Democrat Party, and the liberals are have played their own part, which is they got mortally offended by all of the horrible things that the Republicans were saying. And then uh, it became a 
tit for tat. And it became, a, right. like I said, our team versus your team. Team. And it became a team issue, and it became a tribal issue, and we, we turned it into this game. So they said the reason why Hillary Clinton lost the election was in the last few weeks leading up to the election, she was just like going, oh my God, he's making this so easy for me. All I yeah. have to do is say, look at this guy, he's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And the people that were disenchanted with her at the very end yeah. were the ones who said, wait, you stop talking about the issues, the yeah. economy, and, and how you're going to fix it. All you it. did was say, look at this clown, look at this clown. Look and this clown. and they were like going, so, so you're not going to fix anything. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for the clown. You know, right. I think there was a, it was a two, it was a weird three-part uh, grouping, which is the, the first one was the, yes, there was the Christian conservatives of the Bible Belt mm -hmm. who felt that the progressive government of the last eight years was vilifying Christianity by saying that if you are Christian, that automatically makes you racist and anti-gay right. and a bigot. And that's not exactly what I think mm -hmm. the government was saying or the people who, who <laughs> yeah. represented this were saying, but that's what people heard. Yeah. And there probably were enough people who were saying it outright, well, Christians are this and this and this. And they were right. like going, oh, great, you just made it into a religious persecution issue. So a bunch of people who felt persecuted for their religion voted for Trump. That was yeah. number one. Number two was the Rust Belt, which is still reeling from the, what, early 80s? When, Easy, yeah. When that thing collapsed? Yeah. And have been patiently waiting for the last 20, 30 years, feeling like the American dream has been, you know, mm -hmm. pulled out from under them. They were like going, well, here's the guy who finally says yeah. he's going to bring the 70s back. Which, by the way, you know, that's how uh, yeah. uh, the Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, he's on that same ticket. Oh. You know, he's like, we're going to bring back he's... industrial manufacturing. It's like the reason why the 70s were the 70s was because they're the 70s. Right, you know? yeah. And, I mean... You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Globalization is going to happen because of progress in technology and the information age. And even if you brought the jobs back, they're not going to give it to a human. They're going to give it to a robot. Robot. Because they're cheaper. They don't complain. They don't require health care. You know? So, right. I mean... One, one robot tender can tend to ten robots. Yeah. Right? So. It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I can't work at the toothpaste factory anymore because it's just a machine that does my job better. Exactly. Uh, and, I mean, nobody's forward thinking because, well, quite frankly, too many people actually want to get elected. You know, it's... it's they it's, want it's, to get elected. Well, yeah, it's, 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 now it's this game that, I mean, you notice that, that, that nobody's voting for term limits. Oh, well, no. Right? And although although I, I have heard counter arguments to why term limits are bad because it's like, Apparently, they tried to do term limits in like Michigan only, and it became a dog pile of everybody else saying, well, we're not, so you're out of here. Uh, so all the other people who aren't going to have term limits in their states can, can, are like, well, we can disregard you. And it uh, did make local elections a lot more vicious because they're like going, well, we can st basically start ignoring this guy every six years. So there's pros and cons, uh, but yeah. Well, I know if it's going to be done, it's got to be done across the board. Right. There, there's the. I have a new respect for why the state system works so well for the United States. Part of it's just the sheer size. Mm. I mean, what's good for Alaska is not good for New York. Right, right. I mean, yeah, and yeah. that's so there is a. But there are certain things that, uh, as a society, as a united society, we benefit from. Uh, the the EPA. You can hate the EPA, and the EPA certainly made its share of mistakes, but. Saying that, for example, environmental issues need to be handled on a state level is naive mm -hmm. because the atmosphere and our, our, uh, our water system, the, you know, the, the water mm -hmm. cycle, do not respect state boundaries. Right. Yeah, so, right. You know, yeah. Basically, North Dakota, which, of course, is currently in the news and is infamous for being, uh, for being hand in hand with the uh, petroleum industry right. and and uh, is currently destroying all their farmland with the you know all the oil they spill all, all the time are upstream from everybody else so you could have say like I don't know Tennessee could have the greatest environmental program of all time and yet they're screwed because of the Mississippi's polluted so all that sludge is going right yeah, yeah. so I mean and I mean and again uh, right now even the west coast of the United States is suffering from the pollution blowing over from China mm -hmm. you know so again there are certain things where, you know, you got to say this needs to be handled on a federal level just because it can't be helped. Right. You can't. Right. And, and 
we have this this culture of winning rather <laughs> than a culture of truth. Are you tired of winning? I'm tired of I'm tired of people winning and everybody else one person wins, a small group of people win, everybody else loses. But they think but they think that's just. They right. should be losing because I won. Right, you're right. Well, but the, the sit down and shut up mentality, right? Well, hey, you lost, sit down. And you know what? I think, and I tell people this all the time. And when I was teaching, you know, um, uh, when I was dealing with my, my ex-wife, I said, this is not a competition. If we want to have a competition, then we'll play a goddamn game. We'll play a game. We can play some basketball. We can play chess. We can play checkers. We can play. We can we we can play paintball, <laughs> right? Sure. We can do all of these things. Hungry, hungry hippo. That too, sure. right? Yeah, right. Although I'd probably want to drink a little bit before I did that. <laughs> like, okay, this isn't fun. I need. Yeah, I need. I need you need to do it with your kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, right. Yeah, um, I, I got. Yeah, Sorry. I think for for for. Issues that affect humanity, mm. whether they're small pockets of humanity, r- relatively speaking, you know, uh, on a global scale. When you say small pockets, you could mean you know, state. But uh, whatever, we're we're still obsessed with with this whole thing. Well, I'm gonna win. Or if I don't win, I've lost. You know, it's kind of like that argument where people say, "Well, don't say you're sorry because that's a sign of weakness." Right. Well, yeah, come no. to Japan. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it's a sign that you're a goddamn adult and that you're a, a, a free thinking individual that is thinking about society at large. And if, if you don't think about society at large, then you will have no society and pretty soon there'll be no people. You know, there's there's a thing. This is one of the things like um, when you look at something like uh, I, I've tried to wrap my head around, uh, like, for example, the libertarian movement, because I yeah. literally go to their page and read their stuff. And um, it is interesting because a lot of the people who claim to be libertarians seem to be more of the kind of, I want to have my cake and eat it too. And I know it's a, a horrible quote, but bear with me. <laughs> but the sure. idea of, I want to have all of my freedoms and all of my guns and all of my you know, hundreds of <laughs> acres of land that are not beholden to the federal government, but I also want to like magically ha- enjoy the benefits of a functioning like infrastructure right. <laughs> and who's going to pay for that right. and they're like well why don't we privatize that this is the thing that always b- b- baffles me Here, here's the, yeah. the, the consistency problem that we're suffering nowadays which is um, I want to be able to have small government so we should privatize everything well privatization functionally what actually happens typically ends up being the government granting companies like turning over something that they they used to handle turning it over to a company which mm-hmm. it is which in essence is picking winners people aren't sufficiently round in their arguments i agree actually um i was thinking about uh the the pro-life versus pro-choice issue and what i have always found what seems to be, uh, what would be a logical following is that if you're pro-life, mm-hmm. you should also be pro-welfare. Right. Because <laughs> you're saying, we understand that sometimes children are born into bad situations, but they deserve to be born. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, most times, you know, when you have a situation where, like, maybe, uh, a, a, for medical reasons aside, a woman does not feel prepared to bring a child into the world, Right. It's probably because that child may be getting born into a bad situation. Right. Okay. So are you willing to help her out yeah. in some form or fashion to ensure that yeah. she raises that kid and that kid has a good life? So it's not yeah. just that they have a life. They have a good life. Right. And they're like going, well, uh, everybody, I, 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 if, I feel like people are saying, well, everybody has to like, they're responsible for their own actions. Well, that kid is and he just got born. <laughs> kid, right. He, he, and, and again, you know, we're, we're talking about He's a blank slate. Yeah. And you're basically conceding that it's probable that he has been born into a bad into bad circumstances. So you're just basically kind of like 
uh, perpetuating the problem. Yeah. So the completion of the argument is, how far are you willing to take this, take this right. with this kid? I mean, you know, you say, well, no, you can't do that because that's bad. But denying, essentially starving a child um, into whether, if it, whether, they, whether they die of starvation or not. Yeah. Whether they um, are malnourished and malformed and unable to either walk, talk, think or whatever, handicapping that child, but, but telling them that they deserve to be alive. Right. I mean... That's a talk about a mixed message. It's kind of weird, right? Because these are the same people who would, in, in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, they love their guns, they like to go hunting, mm -hmm. and they're, they're like, oh my God, this, 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 this deer is, don't shoot the deer, don't make it suffer. Right. Got to go right in the heart, and if the deer is suffering, get it out of its misery as soon as possible. We are more humane to animals <laughs> than right. we are to humans. Exactly. Of, right? You know, I, it's it's just the arguments aren't whole. They're not. They're not. They're not round. You know, like when I cook, and people say, "Well, oh, Cece, I like these flavors," and I said, "Okay, um, what do you like about them?" In many cases, people like what they like, um, with well, people who like food. Mm -hmm. You know, some people just, you know, eat to live, and that's fine. Um, but they say, well, this is peppery, but it's not straight line, searingly hot. Right. I said, it tastes more round. And they said, yes. I said, well, that's the... Full flavored. Right. And that's the, the you know, if, if I use pepper in a dish, for instance... Um, when we're done here, I'm going to make some mac and cheese, a batch, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to saute the, that celery and those onions, mm. and there's a little bit of salt in there to help the vegetables weep a little bit, and the pepper is in there already, and the, the black pepper is in there. People say, oh, you have a, do you have a lot of, I have a, a minuscule amount of red pepper in there, mm -hmm. and the reason that I saute the black pepper is because if you just dump it in, then what you get is you get these flavors, and they're not working in a, so, in, a, in a sort of harmony, and the black pepper just goes right at your tongue. But if I saute that with this butter and these onions and everything else, it infuses everything else. And, uh, um, and, and that flavor is spread out, and it, it, it tastes more, as, as we would say in, 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 in the business, more round. Sure. They're not as direct. It's not a straight line. I mean, every once in a while, that's nice. You know, if, if you want a simple flavor profile, like uh, the Japanese are very good. Yeah. And so I think that you know, going back to what we said is, is people make these arguments and there's these straight line arguments. And I'm like, you know. But what's the consequence of your argument? I think it's the question that people yeah. are failed to ask. Or the, the counter question being, right. what's, what's the consequence? So saying... I really hate this because it offends me. Or, well, I mean, I am not against the idea of somebody saying, okay, all life should be valued, and I view this as right. a, 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 a hypocritical that we are uh, against the death penalty, but we support abortion. Okay, I can see there's a certain reason to that, and far be it for me to, to, to declare right. when a life becomes viable. Okay, sure. So, as a society, we as a society say mm -hmm. we can't we can't allow this to happen anymore okay so as a society what are we going to do right. to ins to um ensure the quality of that right. life and, I, and again if you sit there and say well it's up to the individual it's like well this is the the tricky part about being a society and i think this is the this comes down to something that we were uh we were talking about recently about the idea of uh, people are forming groups, right? And right. Forming tribes and this collective idea is uh, you want to not just lump people into a category, but we're kind of like lumping people into a category as, as a way of forgetting individual rights. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I mean, right, right now, especially, I mean, obviously part of the reason why our very first conversation is probably way too serious and heavy for its own good, <laughs> is um, we're, we're, we're still kind of recovering from the post-election shock. And, I agree. Uh, you know, it, it is uh, interesting times. To yes. But I think that um, a lot of um, the information overload has resulted in people saying, you know what I really want is for everybody else just to, sh to shut up. And, yeah. and, and they will get to that end 
by any means possible. Right, yeah. And if that happens to be voting for Trump, you know, he is well, the big orange right. middle finger of the United States. And well, again, people, you know, there's there's a the, the meme in, you know, on Facebook. I, I've seen it pop up a few times. That the, the guy's talking about the lobster, and the lobster's uncomfortable, so it sheds its shell, mm -hmm. and it grows a new one. I have not seen this meme yet. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, There's I'll, a couple of different versions of it. One is the actual man talking about it. He says, so when a lobster wants to grow, you know, it can feel that it's uncomfortable and it's pressing against, you know, it's against its shell. Yeah. It's, it's the shell doesn't grow. It sheds the shell and hides for a little while while the new shell hardens. And then it's bigger. But when it's, it only grows when it's uncomfortable. And I mean, I get the analogy. It's not a direct analogy, but again, we grow from feelings of, you know, like, okay, well, this isn't comfortable. How do I deal with it rather than, but what we do now is this, how do I make it go away? Right. And we deal with that with, with, with racism in a, in a large way. Yeah. Um, all sides. Um, and they're like, well, I don't, I don't want to be uncomfortable. And, of course, you know, a lot of minorities are like, well, we're uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, was it? Uh, I, I love it. Post-election, I, I got to watch Dave Chappelle come back, because Nick has come back on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I saw that. And he's like, this is how we feel all the time. All the time. Right. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. America's finally equal. We're all afraid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I said, you know, and I look at people, and they're like, what? And I said, you know, um, you know, you make a mistake, um, and... Uh, sometimes, sometimes you don't have a choice but to feel uncomfortable. And sometimes, out of just sheer, this is what I'm looking for, uh, or term, uh, survival instinct, mm -hmm. you know, you fix it. So, you know, I'm cooking, and uh, even today, I got burned. You know, I, I tossed something in uh, into the roux, and it was really hot, and it's, and it splashed in there more than I wanted it to. And hot root jumped out the pot and it burned me. Now, this has happened twice. Now, am I going to be more careful next time? Yes. Was it as bad as the first time? No. Am I burned and uncomfortable? Yes. Will I have a couple of blisters tomorrow? Yes. Am I going to stop doing it? No. Have I had to... Another thing. We've all... For instance... Most of us... Yeah, I'll say most. That could be 50.01%. So let's say most of us have been drunk and... 50.2. Yeah, okay, right? And we say, you know, and you wake up the next day and you're like... And somebody tells you what you did or what you said and you're like, really? And what you do is, as uncomfortable as it is, you say, listen, apparently I did this and said this last night. I'm really sorry, you know, and it's up to you as to whether or not we're cool. And then you back up. And I think you'd be surprised how often the other person actually might be pretty decent about it. Yeah. And understand, I actually had somebody on, on Facebook call me on something and I was like, oh, wow, my bad. I got that wrong. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. they were like whoa. Yeah. I was prepared for this argument to like go way out no. the deep end and you're going to tie yourself in knots to justify it. And I was like, no, I no. looked it up and you were right and I was <laughs> right. wrong. Whoops. And they were like, cool. And, and But they actually cool. now have more respect for me because I said, you know right. what's important to me is the truth. Right. And, and I don't want to, Yeah, I, I want to actually know what happened because nobody benefits from just sticking by your guns on something that simply isn't true. <laughs> So anyway, um, I agree. I mean, uh, well, we, and here we go with the. You were talking about um, the issue now. I think uh, pe people are feeling um, reactionary and counter-reactionary to maybe uh, maybe a more recent enhanced sense of um, minorities pushing back. Right. And I think that uh, the liberal side has gotten to the point where they've gone gone from progressive to regressive i think instead of a political spectrum <laughs> yeah. it's like a political color wheel where yeah if you go far enough around you actually wind up on the other side, side right so like <laughs> if you look at the the rationale might be different but yeah. the result is the same i want everybody to shut up so uh cleaning the language like you can't use that word anymore i heard somebody <laughs> actually saying oh you can't use the word lame anymore 
because it's offensive. And I was like, to people, oh my, right. to people who hurt their toe, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we've all been right. lame. But also, um, it's had the inadvertent side effect of, one, uh, people, genuinely rotten people who are subverting a, a good cause for their own agenda. I yeah. mean, there's a commonality of not everybody who's in a cause is automatically a nice person. Right, or right. I mean, just because... Of, uh, uh, they talk about the new the new label is identity politics, and you know just because you're uh, a woman doesn't make you a good person. Just right. because you're black doesn't make you a good person. Exactly. At the same time, that, that, this is what I'm talking about, where collectivism now trumps uh, individualism. Mm. In other words, the the idea that if we were all treated fairly, mm-hmm. where we were guaranteed equal opportunity rather than equal outcome, mm-hmm. maybe life would tend towards being more decent for everybody. Um, I agree, it, but you know, again, I think people want these 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 outcomes that are guaranteed and absolute. It's my turn now, right? Yeah. Right. Or right. even if they said, "Well, if we did have these things, there'd always be a section of society that would be lazy, shiftless, and live off of." And well, we have that now. We have people with money who are like that. Oh yeah, they said so, what, there's a, 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 a another one of them like talking about like uh, a lot of like uh, I this make up. I haven't checked this number. Eighty percent of billionaires don't have a college education, and I'm sure some people read that saying, "See, you don't need a college education <laughs> yeah. to become a millionaire." The fact is that there's a huge number of these the these uh, ultra wealthy people nowadays. Who are who are who got there from inherited wealth? Right. They don't have a college degree because they've never had to work a day in their in life. Their life. You know, and we, uh, especially I think as Americans, equate being rich with some sort of affirmation that they deserve it. Right. Which, why? Money is, doesn't care who you are. No. You know. You know, there's a... Um, Good people deserve to be rich. Well, then, my God. Well, how about my, that? Yeah, my, yeah you know, right. I, I can name several people off the top of my head who should be millionaires just by the mm-hmm. value of their personality. Exactly. Exactly. No, I and and I think that that's, you know, there was a, a set of uh, science. Hmm? It's fine. The microphones okay. are fine. Yeah. Um, there's a, a set of uh, uh, the Wheel of Times fantasy. Oh, I love fantasy. it. Right. You love yeah, the Wheel yeah, of yeah. Time? From the beginning to the end. It took me forever because of well, well, right, yeah. Right. And then waiting for him to, yeah. Come on, mister. He literally he died, died before he finished <laughs> yeah, it. Right. Anyway. So... You know, somebody was asking me about it once, and you know the the uh, that whole deal with the uh, Aiel, mm-hmm. and you know they said, "Well, what's that?" I said, "You don't see how they why they think that these wetlanders are a little nuts," and they're like, "Why?" I said, "Because every time they talk about you know nobility and 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 and, and they deserve this, and and I'm a noble, and you're a peasant, and whatever." And they start looking at him, and I said, and they're crossing their eyes, and they're thinking these people are nuts, because they think inherited wealth is just, oh, an accident, so I'm rich from an accident of birth. Right. Exactly. It's like, um, well, you know, it's like uh, uh, the mathematical solution to the uh, 50% of wealth being concentrated in, I think the numbers are like 62 people worldwide. Yeah. The mathematical solution would be to... Kill the 62 people and reach <laughs> yeah, right. How about that? And I'm not advocating <laughs> that, but you would literally double the fortunes of everybody on the planet by eliminating less 62. than 100 people. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that is an insane. And the thing is, is that it's at, at, at the point, when does a, being wealthy become a, a, a millstone around the, the, the neck of everybody else, like a, like a parasitic yeah. thing? It's like that money isn't doing anything. Right. It's literally wealth that has been removed from, from it's the equation. It's just gone. Yeah, it might as well not exist. Right, it does no work. It does no. It it, it exists. Doesn't create jobs. That's what people it, are going to say. Well, it creates jobs. No, it no, doesn't. it doesn't. It creates. It, it's there, so that the owner can say, "Look what I have." It's like it's like a high score on a video game. Like I, <laughs> I have this many points. Yeah. You know, a bit. I mean, the, the old joke. Well, at least about, you had to like, work to get that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the old joke about like what is it? Uh, um, rich people didn't get rich by spending money. Right, yeah, I mean, right, and again, yeah. that may be a little bit cynical too, but but again, um, it's like um, it's you got if you believe in like say uh, true racial equality or true sexual equality, that's great. Yeah, but you don't have to put one above the other, right? Because um, well, who, who does that benefit? You're literally creating 
you're saying this class of people is better than the other. Just because you've turned the table saying, well, for example, white men have been standing on the necks of everybody else for forever, so it's yeah. our turn. Well, you're saying you don't object, <laughs> to, the, you don't object to the system. Yeah. You just want to be in the you driver's seat. You just want to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. You know that, that, uh, that, that game... Um, I remember saying this, and uh, you know, I, I think inwardly, um, we're going to put that outside. It's okay. Um, that was a box. Uh, <laughs> no worries. But uh, the game, what was it, an asshole? I'd never played it before in my game? life. Yeah, it's a card game, it's, it's a party game. Okay. So, essentially, I would imagine that it's probably got some milder names in certain places or, or whatever. And I had never played it until I was in my 30s. And I'm hanging out with some friends and we're in a, you know, we had rented a ski house for the season. And um, so it was one of those nights, skiing was over and we were all hanging out. And so everybody says, let's play asshole. I'm like, well, I don't know how to play. Okay, so there's someone who's the president and then there's a vice president or some sort of, there's some titular things going on. Uh-huh. And then on the bottom is there's an asshole. In this case, this is the asshole. And then I guess there was a device asshole, right? Of you know, second, second up, one rung up from the bottom. Now, and then there's everybody else in between. Now everybody's trying to, uh, uh, you know, get to the presidency or the, the top. And avoid being the asshole. Right. Okay. And you know, it's cards are shuffled, so blah, yada yada yada. So what happens after all the cards are shuffled, and again, I, the rules, the exact rules escape me, but you know, it's got to do with who's got a better cards, blah, blah, blah. So what I, I said to myself, and I, I quickly became, you know, for some reason or other, I became, I was the asshole at one point. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'm on the bottom now, so let's go, you know, so I can pull myself out of this hole. And they said, oh, um, since you're the asshole, you have to give up your two best cards to the president. And one rung up asshole, vice, has to give one of his best card to vice president or whatever. And I said, what? So I did it. And it, you know, I, I saw how that worked. I mean, I figured I knew how it worked. Let me check. Yeah, and that's how it worked. So it took me a little while to get out of that whole thing. And, and, and I remember saying, after the third time, and you know, I've given up my two best cards and I couldn't get out of there. And I went, hey man, white people invented this game. You know, I said, there's no way that any minority, I said, if this game did come out of Africa, you know, definitely it was in a country where blacks are the majority. <laughs> said, because this, this is, this is really? I said, y'all know, I studied, you know, history too, you know, mm-hmm. like that's part of the whole literature experience, right? The whole idea that I had to work twice as hard and yada, 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 right. And they're just looking at me and I went, I, I, we're playing a game, so I'm not, you know, re-. I said, but the whole idea behind this, you know, I said, it's, 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 it's kind of uncomfortably reflective for me, right? <laughs> and, and I said, no, I'm going to keep playing, so... And I think we went back the next week and I played. And we played again. Fine, you know what? It's a game. I'm going to, you know, right. I'm not going to sit here and weep over a game. Um, this sounds like the first time somebody tried to explain Amway to me. Oh, my God. I'm right, 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 shades, okay, yeah. shades of Amway. So I remember at the time that I, I sent it to the top rung. And, and there's some other things, too. For instance, uh, you know, you can suggest that people go get snacks from the kitchen and, you know... Sure. Pretty much, you know, right, stuff like that. And uh, so when I was a, they said, oh, CC, you're the president. And I said, in my best Yul Brenner voice, I am not president. You refer to me as kind Pharaoh. I am kind Pharaoh. (laughs) Hey, CC, nope, kind Pharaoh. And so they just kept saying it. They got aggravated. I don't want to say that anymore. I just want to say, oh, you're uncomfortable. Right. And you have to do, wow. You have to do something you didn't want. I said, and I'm not even making you do anything mean. Right, I'm not making anybody go and pee and write their name in the snow outside or, or, you know, or or, or fetch me a beer. 
I'm not doing any of that. I'm just making you call me fine, kind Pharaoh. Why did that bother people so much? I, I think it was funny. Because honestly. they can't think about it. They weren't comfortable. They, I don't think it was because I could have said call me president and they would have done it because those words just come. Why do people want to go through life running on autopilot? That baffles me. Because uh, it's easy. I, I mean, well, to be, to be fair, <laughs> I, I, I might be a happier person if I did. But, yeah, uh, we say that, but I mean, you know, if you really have any intelligence, then chances are you, you, you kind of want to make some kind of a difference in some way, shape, or form. Sure. Um, but, right. But I mean, a lot of people think that they, and, and they like being on autopilot. And then they figure that they all kind of sort of, when I'm ready to get out of the reverie, then I'll do something. And then I want to go back to autopilot. Yeah. You know, um, but, and then we assume that people who are money elite or whatever, who are on autopilot to us, and maybe many of them are, they're on autopilot. Donald Trump's got to be on autopilot. You know, the thing is, is that this, this is a man, I mean, I, I, I don't have to reiterate his remarkable history of failure and fraud, but the thing is, is that he, he's got a certain inertia about him where yeah. when you get to his point in life, yeah. you can afford to, he can literally afford to be an autopilot yeah. because his companies and his lifestyle, his system will continue ticking along. He's 70 years old. It will continue <laughs> ticking along with little to no effort on his part yeah. because of the sheer inertia yeah. behind it. And no, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't blame the man for that. I mean, that that he has many flaws, but that is how life works. It's like my mom likes to say, you know, be nice to your grandma. She's paid her dues. It's kind of that same thing where you get to a certain point in life where yeah. um, one, and, and my, I guess my grandmother's particular case is, is just to say that when you get to that age, you, you deserve a little bit of uh, leniency. But also the idea that uh, uh, you, you don't, you have a certain status and stature. You don't have to be flexible anymore. But that still doesn't excuse straight up. I mean, I understand sometimes people say things without thinking because they're, they're literally not wired. Like, like the guy that had the bike, um, he, uh, he um, uh, re-engineered the, the front handlebars mm -hmm. to, uh, so that they worked counter so in other words to turn the bike you're right and it literally took him three days to learn how to ride the bike again sure and everything was he was just like I just, you can I rewire your brain yeah right but it took time and people and if they don't see a benefit in it like well it doesn't help me hmm. if i'm uh if you know like well where's where's the benefit for me and we can say, well, you know, you can, you're teaching your brain how to rewire itself. Well, I'm not, I'm not expecting that to happen. I don't see the point. Yeah. I don't see the point. And I'm like, well, I completely see the point. As soon as one of these volcanoes, as soon as Yellowstone goes up, since the whole fucking park is the caldera, you know, they were like, we can't find the caldera. And then they went, oh, oh. <laughs> you weren't seeing any better. Okay. So the whole park is a caldera. Right. Alright, uh, yeah, we kind of literally, right, whoops, yeah, yeah, we yeah, were looking yeah. over there and it was just all around us. Yeah, it, it, I, I agree, it's like, um, it's funny, it's those people who lack, I, 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 I feel it's the same people who lack the ability to empathize with people yeah. that are not in their immediate line of sight, as yeah. it were. Right. You know, why should I care? Because it's the same thing. Why should yeah. I care? Because it's not my problem. Uh, the guy who says, I don't like... Spider-Man dealt with that. <laughs> I, I, the, the guy who says, I don't like black people, yeah. but I like this guy because he's my friend. Yeah, it's like, right. But he's black. You know, like, I, I, you know yeah. everybody has the old older relative where you've had to explain that you're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like, uh, you know, like, oh, say, for example, this, this race is this way because of genetics kind right. of thing. Like, oh, they're genetically stupid or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and but I think also, and especially as Americans, Americans, I think, have a tendency to enjoy narratives. Yeah. Like certain, like we 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 are we we create you know we're the world's leading creator of movies and television and and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So we are the masters of storytelling in that way. And I mean, you can. I'm not going to you know argue about the the benefits of other countries mm -hmm. and their various arts, but we as Americans, we really have mastered the simplicity of 
boiling a narrative down to its yeah. basics and saying, like in a movie, like um, I was listening to a, a podcast or they're talking about uh, how this guy wants to watch his kid watch or, or see, uh, he wants his kid to watch uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. This kid's falling asleep because <laughs> a 1970s movie, the pacing is a little bit slower yeah, slow, than yeah. what we're used to now. Whereas nowadays, it's like you want an action movie, you go watch Jason Bourne, and it's basically a bunch of fight sequences, sequences linked together with a, a bit of a plot. Right. But the point is, is that you got the pure distilled Stilled, right. what you want. And I think the same thing when it comes to um, we have that that we have the love of narrative. We have a certain uh, purist ideal. I say puritanical. Yeah. I mean, that's that is the people that came to settle the country, and it's become kind of part of the DNA of the society. Uh, and uh, we have that lovely four hundred year racism issue. We have right. the displaced natives issue, and you got a certain resentment from people who are saying, "Okay, I was like, maybe I don't know, maybe starting from people my age, my generation, Generation X, saying, I was born after all that. Why should I still feel on right. the hook for this?'" And I can see their point, yeah. but again, you as an individual are a member of the society, mm-hmm. and it's not like you got to sit there and say, "Well, I got to pay reparations," but you can at least not be a dick about it, <laughs> right? You know, so it's like uh, uh, people like the, the the pipeline in Standing Rock is a big deal, right? Yeah, right. And it to me was very cut and dried. You know, uh, I don't have I have a couple friends back home in Oklahoma who are Native American. I like them just fine. I've read, I've studied American history. I I know that I'm not close enough to the issue to have a well-informed opinion. But this one was pretty cut and dried, which was uh, they the city of, of Bismarck in North Dakota complained about was it North Dakota Bismarck? Yeah. And they complained about the pipeline was going to damage their water. Yeah. So they said, "Oh crap! Okay, we'll move it." This was yeah. the Army Corps of Engineers. Right. They moved it down to the reservation, and they fast tracked. Yeah, yeah. The permit, which is code for we didn't do everything we were supposed <laughs> yeah. to. So for me, it was a simple matter of regardless of the people involved, the Army Corps admitted they didn't do their job. Yeah. And that nobody should do anything until they did. And it turned into this big fiasco. But again, it's like if they could go in there and say, we did our job, we, we did the yeah. survey, and you know, if you put the pipeline in here, it's not going to hurt anybody, I'd be like, okay. You know, yeah. Uh, the. He he said, she said, of you're disturbing our sacred ground thing. Again, I'm not uh, well enough informed on that to, to have right. an opinion. But as far as the water source being the Missouri River of all things, <laughs> yeah. kind, of a, uh, kind of a big deal, uh, it is something that concerns me. And I found out that uh, from a, 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 a geologist from Canada said, to, uh, like I actually had an interaction with them saying, in Canada, this type of pipeline is banned from being near any water source because they always leak. Jesus. It is illegal to build this kind of yeah. pipeline. because, And it's not the oil. It's the the additional lubricants they pump through it to keep right. the oil flowing. Flowing. Because contrary to popular belief, oil is not just oil. Sticky, <laughs> sticky. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's actually a bit sticky. So it's those chemicals that leach out and destroy everything. And I've lived in an area of Oklahoma where the water table has been permanently messed up oh, by... Wow. Uh, they, they do the wastewater injection yeah. and it got into the water table and you try to make a like a, a bath and, and you could put soap in the water and instead yeah. of it turning into bubbles yeah. it would curdle like it looked oh, like cottage cheese yeah it was yeah. weird because the water was so full of salt and it didn't it tasted funky milky it didn't taste salty it's not yeah. salty per se but we no, had to drive 15 kind of salts yeah, yeah. Probably bad kind. Probably Flint, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. We had to drive 15 miles one way to an, uh, a local artesian well. We'd, we'd fill up the pickup with uh, wow. a, a pickup full of, of gallon jugs to go get fresh water. That would last us a month. Now, luckily, this water was free. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's the solution that locals had chosen because they didn't have any choice. That's so I've, I've been in that situation. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And it was also bad for the farmland. Yeah. You know, it, it ruins the... So, I mean... There, it's not just oh, well, you know, corn did. it's not just things well. bleeding hearts, feeling sorry for the Native Americans. It's like, no, this sucks. This, this is, is not sad. funny. You should not screw around with this. Yeah, stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but you know, like like I said, I think that um, we need to. I mean, if if the I think like the liberal side of the country wants to do themselves some favors, they need to like back off from the right. 
safe spaces and the whitewashing the language and the right uh, you know don't use my trigger word kind of crap and and just you know but at the same time you know we need to if you want to respect people's rights treat them like individuals treat them like people. yeah you know Always. I think the if what you do doesn't hurt me I got no problem with it. Yeah. what you do in the privacy of your own home you marry who you want right and, you know, whatever you know and if uh, but at the same time it's like if we both benefit from the eat your vegetable variety of laws, such as yeah. don't pour stuff in the water, yeah. it's good to pay taxes just so that we can have a road that runs through our town, that kind yeah. of stuff. Right. I think that we can kind of agree that, that kind of stuff needs to be taken care of. And, you know, it doesn't have to be some kind of religious thing or social crusade. People need to whatever. stop trying to win half-baked arguments. And also, we need to also say, well, let's try something for the time yeah. being. It's like, don't, don't come to me unless you have a perfect solution. It's not, not a lot. Oh, no, it. no. If you're going to wait for that, you're going to be sitting on your thumbs for <laughs> yeah. the rest of your life, you know. And so, just, let's like try something man. out. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. But anyway, thanks for... It was a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. We'll we're going to be again. doing this again yeah, really absolutely. soon. You know, I to, like I said, we'll have to figure out a name. Yeah, we're going to figure out a name, you all. And hopefully be more lighthearted in the future. Oh, uh, no, we'll, we'll get it together. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. This is the first <laughs> time out, and, you know, we're just, letting, yeah, yep. talking. But, hey, you know, um, hey, you know, next time we'll be... Court- basically the end of the year we can kind of like do a more we'll festive do, we'll or effective or looking forward what do we do can i say holiday is that like against the law now? right <laughs> yuletide okay i'll say that okay <laughs> and, and uh, uh you know the, the earth has once more swung around the sun Woo-hoo. here we go Woo! 66,000 miles an hour baby that's right <laughs> all, right. all right you have a good one yep you too thank you catch you next time thank you all for listening